Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Scott Watley, and we are glad you are with us. Glad to have Kevin Flesh in studio. Kevin, how are you, bud? Great, Scott. Thanks for asking. Man, it's good it's, to be back. It is good to be back. It's been, about, been a while since it, we've been together. It sure has. And also our good friend Sergio Alcazar from ALC Global Adventures is back with us. Sergio, thanks for coming in today. Good morning. Beautiful day in Colorado. It is, man. The sun on the snow. I like it better like that instead of just the snow, but... The snow is beginning to melt, finally. Finally. Good deal. All right. Well, Sergio has been very beneficial to us um, in millions of ways, but he has brought to us another great guest that we're going to kick it off with today, Brittany Boddington. Now, you heard her father, Craig Boddington, on oh, a month or six weeks ago, and um, Craig brought up what his daughter was doing, and so I told Sergio, I said, do whatever you can to get Brittany on with us. So we are very proud to have Brittany Boddington on Sportsman of Colorado. So, Brittany, thank you for spending some time with us. How are you? Absolutely. I'm doing great. It's about 80 degrees here in Arizona. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Well, Brittany, it's been nice having you on <laughs> <Yes>. the show. <laughs> we got pounded this last week with snow. Man, it was unbelievable. So what part of Arizona? We're in Phoenix. Okay, man, I love that area yeah. in Scottsdale. Man, love that is beautiful. Yeah, there. beautiful and sunny today. I'm yeah. outside right now. Right. <laughs> well, Sergio, again, you were very beneficial in this, and you established, a, I guess, a, a relationship with Craig uh, a couple of years ago now, right? That's correct. Yes, it's been a pleasure hunting uh, with Craig. Uh, we had a really good time in in Mexico last uh, February, and now we're looking forward to go down to Campeche, Mexico. To the jungle there in about a week and a half uh we're going to be going after red rocket deer which is something craig uh is really looking forward something to. he needs that's yeah. the way a guy oh, says man, it. i'm jealous <laughs> next year we can take I've you down, down there. there once but i did not get the red rocket deer i did get my oscillated turkey it was awesome what oh. a wonderful experience though wow that's beautiful campeche as well yep oh that's beautiful so Brittany, take just a moment i mean wow um you have done a lot in your short time here uh, you a lot oh, of great uh <laughs> things with magazines all these different things which we'll touch on here in a minute but just kind of give us an update of you know how all this started with your father i mean you know kevin flesh uh, as i mentioned he has three daughters okay sergio has a daughter i have a daughter so we're like wow how did this all come about where you love the outdoors and hunting you know, you would think it was a lot more organic than it was. Um, I grew up in Los Angeles, and I didn't want to hear about hunting. So I actually didn't even shoot a gun until after high school, or right at the end of high school. Um, people would ask me what my dad did for a living, and I would tell them he was a writer. When they asked what about, I would say sports. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they all thought it was basketball most of my life. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it just was kind of taboo in L.A. to talk about hunting. People would come to the house, he would me, and then they would know. But other than that, I really wasn't involved. So it was only toward the end of high school that my dad told me that for my graduation present, he would take me on a trip to Africa. And I had always kind of hated the idea of Africa because it stole my dad during the summer. Um, and so I kind of got my head around the idea of going. And then I started doing research. And again and again, I was reading about, you know, sustainable hunting, taking the non-breeding older males of the herd so there was enough food for the babies, 
And I kind of thought, you know, I could get my head around this. Hmm. And I really liked the idea of a zebra rug. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) me too. Who doesn't really? Actually, kind of without my dad, which is odd. And then I uh, I came to him and I said, I'd I'd love it if you taught me how to shoot. And he was absolutely shocked. And um, we went to the range, we started shooting. But he was really hesitant to book a hunt for the trip because he was afraid I'd get there and chicken out. So we had a deal that if I could kill a wild boar in Central California first, then I could we would book an African safari instead of just an African tour, um, you know, hunting safari versus a, a photo sure. safari. And so we went hunting in Paso Robles, and the wild boars came out. The big sounder pigs came down the hill. And he said, shoot the one with the big black spot. And the gun goes off, and he goes, miss. And I said, no, I don't think so. He said, no, you missed him. Well, there were two with black spots. I shot the one in the back of the herd. <laughs> and then he was looking at the one in the front yep. through his binos. I'm like, no, Dad, it's there. It's kicking. <laughs> That's funny. And um, so then once we realized what, what had happened, he looked at me and said, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go see the pig. I was so excited and revved up and. You know, it's, it's basically that was that was the end of me. So from then on, I've I've been a hunter and I've enjoyed every minute of it. We went to Africa on that first safari and I took five animals, and I fell in love with the continent. I fell in love with the travel. I fell in love with the people. And people ask me all the time, you know, what is what is the goal? Are you collecting species? I'm collecting experience. I'm yeah. collecting cultures. I'm collecting the love of the world. So for me, it's, it's a little bit of everything. Yes, I want to do one of each of everything, but that's not because of the species. It's because I want to experience all of it. So, Brittany, it's it's funny to hear sort of how you started in this um, and your passion now towards the travel and the experiences. What continues to sort of drive you in, in your hunting career um, in pursuing additional animals? And, and is it is it more as an ambassador to those that you know, sort of downplay the the need for hunting worldwide? Well, you know, I, I would say at this moment, I've really slowed down. I mean, I I, I hit almost approaching 100 species, and uh, and then I decided to have a baby. Ah. So, <laughs> so things have slowed down a lot. But, you know, for me, I've kind of shifted gears. I started um, sheet hunts. I'm sure my dad touched on that. That's what you were mentioning before. Yes, but yes. Um, it's a women's hunting skills camp. So... I'm trying to educate women to be independent hunters in the outdoors, and that's really been my main focus for the last four years. So I've really, really switched gears from, you know, making it a personal quest to see every part of the world to really educating women to be independent and strong hunters. I found that we're kind of handicapped by chivalry in the outdoors. You know, the guy wants to set up the gun and take you hunting and put it on the sticks, and then the women, the you know, the wife or the daughter pulls the trigger and the guy takes the gun away. But that really doesn't make you a hunter. Right. It makes you a shooter. So in order to become an independent hunter, someone that can go out on their own, you've got to be able to mount your own scope and sight in your own rifle and field dress your animal and cook the wild game. And, you know, so we, we go from top to bottom. We teach them a little bit of everything, um, but enough that they can go on their own. So for me, that's really become my passion. And as I can see, you, you have four camps a year. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. And they've been very successful. I mean, it looks like you're pretty much sold out for the first uh, March, April, and May, right? <laughs> yeah, October, too, actually. I just haven't updated the website. <laughs> Already. What's the age bracket that you get mainly uh, there? I mean, are you younger, younger ladies or, you know, or uh, old? No, it's adults. 
uh, mostly adults, but our May camp is right at the end of May for a reason. It's when school is out, and uh, and so we have a lot of mom and daughter groups that come to the May camp. Um, we do take 10 and up if they come with mom. Okay. And so for the May group, we've got five mother-daughter pairs oh, with cool. daughters ranging between 10 and 12. Oh, that's wonderful. And I can see yeah. that... Uh, as you said, there are many skills that you that you teach them, not just hunting itself, but I mean anywhere from survival skills, field dressing, yep. and you have quite a bit of speakers uh, in all of your camps, including your dad and, and your mom, right? Yeah, um, Donna comes out, um, my dad comes out. It, it, it's an awesome deal. We really have a lot of fun with it. Um, this last camp, we had uh, Rihanna Frown. She's a... a shotgun shooter that just became the captain of the new women's team. She just won the Craigoff Cup. Um, we have Keely Browning. She's an Olympic um, shotgun shooter. And we have all kinds of awesome people come out. We have um, reps from Global Rescue, from Weatherby, from Loopold Optics. Every camp is different, so we have different people coming through um, that kind of rotate, but we always have someone interesting, and the ladies really learn a ton. My dad gets to teach what he loves. He teaches bullets and shot placement. I'm, he did write the book, so I let him do that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and he teaches uh, stickology, shooting off sticks. I call it stickology. Um, <laughs> but we, we really go through, like, um, shooting rest methods. We go through shot placement. We talk about mounting scopes, sighting in your rifle. I mean, if you get somewhere and your rifle's been bumped, you need to be able to fix it yourself. That's sure. not the guy's duty. Yes. Pina, so... We really go from top to bottom, and we try to do it in order. So the girls finish the final night with wild game cooking, and then the morning before they leave, we do gun cleaning. <laughs> um, it's, it's really a fun deal. Well, that's great. Brittany Boddington is our guest. You can follow her several different ways on social media, on Facebook.com slash Boddington, Also on Instagram.com slash Boddington, And then Twitter.com. Uh, slash Britt Boddington, and uh, you can follow her there. And then, um, but more importantly, you okay. can follow me at She Hunt. Okay, She Hunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my next deal. So I was going to say then, and, and boy, what a great, you know, I love from a marketing standpoint, you know, what are you doing? How can people get that? And just re Kevin reading a couple of words. Yep. Hey, that's it. She hunts. I mean, exactly. man. So yeah, congrats there. That's a, that's a, great tag Thank deal you. there for sure so kevin i was talking with Thank you before you. the show and as i mentioned uh Brittany, kevin has three daughters and and kevin fishes hunts uh, everything and so trying to think kevin how do you get your kids to go out and do something that you love to do right maybe one of the three girls well right it's so funny with Brittany <laughs> and what the way your sort of background my kids are the same way I tried to get them involved in things and uh, I've got one child that doesn't really want to hunt anymore, still likes to shoot, but doesn't want to hunt. Um, and then two that are still in that vein, and they all like to fish. Um, but, you know, for example, another uh, folks that we've spoken with, Hunting Divas, locally, they've done trips with them. Um, and that there's something different about women leading groups with, with other girls and right. women that really makes a difference in how uh, kids and, and women appreciate uh, those experiences. Mm -hmm. Because they do... They learn differently. They they go about it differently, and I think it's just great to see women advocating for women. I think yeah. Brittany, what you're doing is 
just fantastic to get more people involved in the sports because that's what we need, right? Um, it's one Thank thing for, you. yeah, I mean, it's one thing for you, Scott, you or I to take them out, um, but we're gonna we're gonna teach them the way a guy would teach them. Sure. I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah. it's right, Sergio. I mean, yes. we're all sort of nodding our head like they get a certain experience where um, I think number one, the modeling is really helpful in the sense of that it's because in my kids' normal life the majority of the time they're not hanging out with kids that have any experience in the outdoors. They mm -hmm. just don't um, growing up in sort of a suburb of, of Denver. Mm -hmm. um, but then when they see some of these women and uh, gals that are able to do these things and are really proficient at it, it gives them the opportunity to look forward to some things. Right. Right. So Brittany, what would be, and, and I don't want to take your whole day, although we could, well, um, it's been great visiting with you and we'll do this again, mm -hmm. but how do you, um, keep that line, I guess, of where you take your child out to maybe to, to do something in the outdoors. And it doesn't have to be killing something. It can be, you know, camping, fishing, or it can be shooting or, or hunting. But how do you, as a parent, and how would your dad kind of handle, you know, introducing you to it, but not pushing you into it, but yet le not letting you give up before you really had a chance to experience it? Because there's a lot involved there. Yeah. You know, I think that that's, it's a tough one, to be perfectly honest with you. It, it's tough, especially for kids growing up in big cities where hunting is becoming more and more taboo to talk about. Um, but what we did find is, you know, to be perfectly honest, guys, a lot of guys use hunting as an escape. They leave home and they get to go spend, you know, a week out in the woods and they do it on their own. That doesn't get the next generation hunting. Now, yeah. maybe they'll take a kid here and there, but it's a hunt that, you know, they may or may not succeed on. It's not one that they really care about or they wouldn't take them because, you know, it gets hard. Um, but what we found is if mom goes, the whole family goes. Right. If mom goes hunting, the kids will go. So is there a perfect way for me to tell you how fathers should get their kids hunting? No. But fathers should get their wives hunting, and then the kids will go. If you can get mom out there, the kids will follow. I've, I, I don't know why that is. I, I wish I could tell you that things are perfectly even between, you know, mothers and fathers. But moms are more comforting, maybe. Maybe they make them feel more safe. Maybe they make them feel like it's okay if they don't succeed. But for some reason, whatever it is, <laughs> if mom goes, kids go. <laughs> wow, and very so we're good. More and more girls that graduate from Sheehan's, I call them graduates, they become our alumni. We follow everyone on Facebook. I'm friends with all of them forever afterwards. We've got almost 100 girls have come through now. Um, and we see over and over again that mom's in the deer stand. Mom's taking the kids out. Mom's sitting with them over water holes. Mom's taking them because, for you know, for whatever reason, now mom is comfortable doing it, and the kids will go too. That's wonderful. So daughters that wouldn't shoot, daughters that wouldn't hunt are now going with mom. Wow. Very cool. That's a good point. My daughter, she's 18. She follows you. You're a great role model, not just for her, but oh, for a lot of the of the uh, girls uh, that love the hunting industry. And one of the things that caught my attention is that uh, I used to take her since she was five years old, and then she hunt. She hunted with me and shot her first turkey when she was nine. Then after that, she likes to go with me, but she basically tells me it's for the experience. She doesn't want to go and shoot anything herself. I offered to buy her a tag. She wants just to go with me and experience the hunt. Just something uh -huh. that caught my attention because it's basically what you said is one of the main things for you as well. Yeah, I would agree. And that's yeah, it's interesting how it works, but you can't push it either. You can't rush it. A lot of people, a lot of women, you know, they need to get their head around the entirety of it, of 
the hunting part, the shooting part, processing the animal, eating the animal, and then they can come to peace with the idea of taking a life. It's a respect issue as well. So really walking them through the entire process from start to finish can help with that. Um, but it just takes everybody finds their time. And whether they become a hunter or not, you really can't push it because the harder you push, the more they'll push back. Yeah. That's yeah. what I my wife tells me. Giving them the opportunity, <laughs> taking them with you, I think you're doing the perfect. That's what you can do. All right. Check Great out advice. the website, shehuntsskillscamp.com. And also, as I mm-hmm. mentioned, you can follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, uh, Brittany, this has been a, a pure delight to have you on. And uh, I can tell from talking to your father, um, I knew you were going to be <laughs> this good. I knew you were going to be a great, great guest <laughs> for us. And, and thank you uh, for what you're doing. And uh, if you are ever in the Denver area or you ever want to hold some kind of event in Denver, you let us know. And you're always welcome here on the show. Thank you. I actually have a godson in Denver. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I do. All right. Yeah. And Kevin wants a she hunts hat. That's right. Yeah. No. no. Oh, absolutely. I can do that. <laughs> we need some, we need some swag. <laughs> no. But, hey, Wonderful. seriously, we appreciate your time and good luck in all that you do. And, um, seriously, anything you ever want to just come on and, and talk about in your area there with she hunts, you're always welcome. You just let us know. Thank you so much. There's dates up all the way through 2022. Any ladies that are interested, you can sign up. Shehunts.com, shehuntskillscamp.com. They go to the same place. Um, I really appreciate your time, guys. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you. That's Brittany Boddington and She Hunts. And, uh, boy, Sergio, just in closing here, but and Kevin as well, but, man, just encouraged to get your families out. Man, this has been a stressful time this last year for everybody. Kids yes, are stressed, sir. Kevin, you yeah. know. It's, it's screwed up everything, vacations and all that. Man, and your kids will remember the time in the outdoors that you spent with them. Man, you, Sergio, you guys are going to have millions of memories, you and Chloe. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. And for I'm sure. looking forward to send Chloe one of these, uh, to one of your camps as well. All right. You're listening to Sports from Colorado. we got to take a short break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Avoid the pitfalls with Kevin Flesh. Picture this. You're in court before a judge and jury trying to get the at-fault party's insurance company to cover your hospital bills, and the defense attorney pulls out your medical records. Comparing what you said to the police at the scene of your injury to what your doctor transcribed, you've contradicted yourself. You start to get nervous. You don't want to look like an idiot, but you simply don't recall what you said to the police. That was a long time ago. KLC's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law, prepares you for these kinds of questions so you never need to worry about what to say. Of course, the opposition will always try to call your credibility into question. But with Kevin Flesh, you always know exactly how to respond. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Trial tested. Trial ready. Is your vision stopping you from enjoying your outdoor activities? Hi, this is Scott Watley for Stack Optical. Get by Stack Optical today and check out the Stack Sports Pack. One great frame where you can easily interchange the lenses to the tent you need for golf, bike riding, shooting, fishing, and yes, even driving. Stack Optical, family owned and operated. They're fully staffed and ready to help you with all of your optical needs from eye exams, glasses, contacts, and yes, even repairs. And rest assured, Stack Optical has taken every precaution to ensure your safety and that you have a clean environment. 2233 South Monaco Parkway. 
303-321-1578. Call them now. 303-321-1578. StackOptical.com. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman Colorado. Thank you again so much for joining us today. We're going to go phones now and talk to our good friend Mike Slinkert, president of HEX. So, Mike, thanks for being with us today. How are you, sir? Great, Scott. How are you doing out there? Man, I'm doing well. We did have to dig out yesterday, son. We got dumped on. I mean, it was unbelievable. We got about, I'm going to guess we probably got 20 inches or so, 25 inches at our house, and uh, man, we got a lot of snow on Sunday. Wow, it's supposed to be springtime in March, isn't it? But I know. know we, got, we got pretty good snow here in Oregon, too, actually, over the weekend. So. Uh, oh, good, yeah. good. Hey, I know you just finished up a show there. Uh, man, it had to feel good to get, be in a booth and get to talk to people face-to-face again. It, it really did. Um you know, we did the Central Oregon Sports Show out in Redmond, Oregon, and uh, actually kind of in my neck of the woods, so it's sort of hometown thing for me almost, about two hours away. So okay. for, for anybody in eastern Oregon, that's pretty close. Yeah. But, uh, but no, uh, it was awesome. Um, you know, we didn't really have an idea what the show was going to be like, you know, after all this uh, COVID and all that. But O'Glaughlin, uh, you know, the O'Glaughlin trade shows were actually able to uh, to pull this thing off, and, you know, we had to do the mask thing and keep a little distance but man we had good crowds everybody's super enthused i think a lot of people had uh, cabin fever times about man, no doubt no <laughs> so, uh, doubt. That was a really good show well that's great so let's kind of talk about let's for people that that knew about hex and came up to the booth what were some of the things they were talking about and then we'll take it from the approach of those that didn't know about hex and how you explain everything to them and some of their questions but what about those customers that that already knew about you what what were their main comments about hex well i mean you know we we're kind of from this part of the country so we have right. a lot of hex users that were there at the show <laughs> and and you know a lot of people that really uh that knew about it and as it is always in our shows the guys that have used it i mean and it's one of the funnest things for me is that we get to hear you know, all these stories. I mean, people have videos on their phones. It's sure. just, um, it, it, it amazes me, quite honestly, when we go to these shows. I mean, we just, for the guys that have tried it, we never get a negative comment. It's always, man, I saw this or I saw that or, yeah. you know, um, all of that. Uh, and, and that's been the case in all of our shows since inception. It's one of the things that, you know, really makes it a lot of fun, especially as, as one of the creators of the product to really you know, get to visit with people and see what they're, what they're seeing. And we learn a lot too. I mean, you know, there's always the, the one that we haven't seen before, you know, one right. we haven't heard. So, uh, so no, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, the other big thing for us was due to COVID, um, we really didn't get a, to, you know, test our new camouflage pattern uh, with live people, which normally we would do that. We would take, you know, prototype stuff to shows and right. kind of get some feedback from the customers and, and things like that. Cause we really always try to, you know, try to, to build what the customers want. And, uh, this time we really didn't have the opportunity to do that. And it was a big leap for us to go from, you know, the Mossy Oak Realtree pattern to our own hex style pattern, which is our own hex project camo pattern. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I was a little, you know, a little nervous going in just to, because it was our first chance to see what people thought. And, 
Well, I tell you, the people are really, really excited about it. Uh, matter of fact, we had two or three people that uh, actually bought the new camo as opposed to some of the closeout stuff that we had uh, in the old camo. We had some of the old, um, you know, the mossy oak and, and some real tree stuff there, and they were choosing that even though it would have it cost them more money to choose it. So, right. um, yeah, I was really excited about that. That's probably one of, the, one of the things I was most excited with coming out of the show was the, the response that we got from our our visual camo pattern of course the technology is completely different but you know that's always important too is how people feel about sure. how it looks so absolutely like all right so let's take those that maybe walk by the booth and they go what is this just some camo stuff and then you get in to tell them what hex is all about yeah so you know we always have those um that either haven't heard about it or or maybe have heard a little bit but really didn't know that much and then we have of course we have our skeptics as well the guys that sure. tried it um, and the cool thing about being at the booth is we always take our EMR meter with us. So we can actually, you know, measure everybody's EMR. Everybody's, you know, electrical output is different, which is something that it's kind of interesting to watch. I mean, it's, it, it goes everywhere from, you know, the low readings to, you know, kind of normal to, I mean, I had three or four people that were just off the charts when we measured their EMR. Really? Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, uh, I had one lady that came up and she was talking to me and she says, oh, she says, man, I can't even wear electronic watches or anything, which I've met a lot of these people. And I said, well, uh, would you mind testing? And so she put her hand over the meter and I mean, it went to, it goes from, it goes from zero to a hundred. The meter goes and most people run, you know, around 20, mm-hmm. just as a static, not moving just as a static. And she was way up over 80. And it was just, I mean, insane <laughs> amount of people. And of course, you know, and then we then we lay the fabric. You know, we've got a little uh, square thing that holds the fabric. We lay it over the meter, and of course, you know, I mean, you see it block. You know, about ninety eight percent. So, but even for hmm. her, I mean, we were still blocking it all. But, um, but it's really fun to show people that yes, they do put out you know electromagnetic fields. Um, we can measure them, and we can also block them, and. And uh, so the, the meter is really a big asset when we're at the shows. And then, Love of course, that. we have a video screen with the, with the videos running of, you know, interactions, all kinds of animals, turkeys, deer, elk, you, you name it. Right. And so it's, it's a pretty easy way for people to grasp what we're all about and actually be able to test it and, and see for themselves, you know, this actually is blocking the field. So. Sure. So let's kind of look, looking through your product here. Let's kind of talk about the difference between the base layer camo and then again the base layer i should say against the camo pattern what what do you what's kind of the difference there yeah so so you know we have really two different options available right now today and we've got some more stuff that uh, we'll be launching later on but um right now we have our base layer which is a it's a semi-thermal it's a little bit heavier it's still heavy but it's a little bit heavier than the other option um, but it, what we did with it was we made a really good base layer that wicks moisture, uh, fits a little tighter. You know, it's made for like a long john pant. Um, the shirt actually is a quarter zip Henley, so it can be worn under, which a lot of people do, or actually over the top. Um, but it's just a little bit warmer, does everything that a good base layer does. Um, we do offer that now in our new camo patterns as well. Mm-hmm. So like I said, that shirt's pretty nice to wear all by itself. Too, Absolutely. People are asking for that. So. So now we have it available in our solid, um, in our solid dark green color as well as both camo patterns. So, um, so that's that one. Um, our other suit was was our first one. That was our basic uh, suit that we launched uh, back in 2010, and it's a very lightweight, almost a mesh material. Mm-hmm. So, 
um, our, our thought process behind that was to get something that somebody could wear in just about any hunting situation from the hottest of hots to, to the coldest. So what this does, it just holds, has the technology and it's a real basic way to get the hex technology on you. Um, it's also the, the, the least expensive of our pieces as well. So um, this one is, is in a camouflage, both camouflage patterns, but it also, uh, you wear it underneath, which a lot of people do, uh, or you can wear it over the top or all by itself. So uh, just so you have the grid of the hex, hex technology between you and the outside, it doesn't really matter what layer you're wearing it in it'll still work for you okay yeah that's the basic differences yeah all right good deal and you know and you mentioned the skeptics earlier and the people that i've talked to and all um you know most of those have never really given it the right um application i'll just put it that way you know again you've said this the best uh you know and and i love how you say you said hey it doesn't make you invisible you still got a hunt right and uh but i mean i'm telling you i've seen it myself and you know i'm really looking forward to using it this year now that i've really gotten into this because uh i mean it absolutely does work but i mean uh, take some of those um, um comments that you get and let's just talk about some of those okay well i mean you know, like I said, you're exactly right. The people who are skeptical, by and large, are people who have never tried it. Yeah, we do occasionally get somebody who has, you know, really un, un you know, unbelievable expectations for it. Um, you know, I literally the one I always tell everybody about is I got a phone call from a guy. He was hot, and <laughs> so well, this this suit doesn't work at all. And and so as I always do, I said, well, tell me about your experience. You know, and because. Almost always, I can you know there's there's a big reason. We'll sure. To tell you, and this guy said, yeah. He said, I, I drove up the road and there were some deer in the in out in the field. He said, I hopped out of my truck and started walking towards them. And they all ran off. Well, yeah, you're not invisible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, we can we get away with a lot of things. And actually, I mean, we have stock stuff right out in the open, but it's not. You know, you hear you know rolling up at a big truck, hop out, and you know you're not invisible. But yeah. Um, you know that's that's really the 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 as far as 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 people who have had the suit that mm-hmm. that are are um, you know dissatisfied with it. By and large, it is those that just don't really understand fully what what it is capable of. Sure, you know, I mean it's we're not an invisible uh, the invisibility suit. You know we we're, right. we're not the Harry Potter invisibility club. Sure, thing, you know, and so. you said you still got to watch the wind because the wind will kill you in Absolutely. any hunt. You know it's not a scent controlled item. We and you're clearly clear about that as well. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not about scent control. Um, but you know the thing, one thing about uh, our technology is it works in a 360 degree, um, you know pattern around you where you know scent you only really have to worry about the direction that the wind's blowing so right. you, you can, can have some control over that but you don't have any control over your mark so um animals pick that up whether they're upwind downwind whatever it's more of when they when they get uh within you know within a close enough distance that's when they start to pick it up and birds see it visually so birds i mean it doesn't really they don't really have a distance on that birds see it visually so uh with turkey season coming up, of course, we talk a lot about the bird vision. Man, and I tell you, your videos are unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, with all the animals, but, man, some of the turkey ones, I'm just like, I watch in total amazement, uh, you know, sitting in a lawn chair waving a hand, and, and they're 10 yards in front of you. Yeah. Now, it's uh, the turkey season is, is one of my funnest times because, and like I tell people, you know, it's with turkeys it's super apparent you're going to see a, a, a difference with it 
with turkeys over just about any other species that we hunt because you know usually we do we have to call them in close and everybody knows that you can't move when 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 a turkey's looking at you he's going to pick you out and you know the thing is if you can block that electrical signal the bird actually sees that visually so if there's a move if there's an electrical signal that's tied to a movement the bird knows it's a living movement and and you know if once you understand that uh, concept it really begins to make sense so like I said, if if you've been out on a windy day and there's wind blowing all over, there's movement every place, but the turkey only picks you out, then, you know, it's kind of a telltale. There's something special about yeah. that, uh, about that movement. And what it is, it's just your electrical field that you're, uh, that you put out and they're actually seeing it visually. So, uh, yeah, the springtime is one of my favorite times to, because I really get the over the top. I can't believe sure. I could do this, stuff, you, know? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and the other ones we get a lot, um, is, uh, more online than at the shows is, you know, uh, these turkeys, uh, well, you can't do that with my turkeys. And you know, I get that from, you know, Mississippi or, or Alabama or wherever, wherever they're at. So, uh, uh, you know, that's the thing. It's a, uh, it, it's, it works with all turkeys. We've used it with all species and all turkeys see the same way. So that's really what it's all about. So. For sure. Mike Slinkerter is our guest. He is the president of Hex. You can go to HexLLC.com. That's H-E-C-S-L-L-C.com. Put in the promo code Scott KLZ, and uh, that'll save you a few bucks on that. Mike's been kind enough to let us offer a little discount there. But you can go through their whole lineup. Great website. You can see all the products we're talking about. And, Mike, I tell you, I love the socks. I'm going to have to order some more of those socks. I only got one pair. But, man, I love the socks that you guys have got. They're nice, aren't they? They yeah. are. I mean, we, we did a lot like what we did with the base layer with the socks. Is we just we just designed a very very comfortable, heavyweight, over the calf sock that won't fall down. That you know that, and then we just incorporated hex on it. So yeah, no, the, we and we do really well with the socks. Too. A lot of people like them. Sure. And your size range, you got a pretty good size range for uh, us larger fellows, we right? <laughs> well, we do, and yeah. small ones. So in yeah. our in our mesh. In our basic mesh suit, we go all the way from double extra small, you know, for kids and that kind of thing, all the way up to five X. So uh, we can we can cover most everybody, uh, you know, for the most part. So uh, our size range on our base ours isn't quite as broad, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, we have some hex technology for just about anybody. All right, and that hex, if you've never really uh, looked it up, stands for Human Energy Concealment System, and it is a system, Mike. So I, I always tell people, you know, hey. What's the importance of wearing the whole suit, you know, face mask? Yeah, so, absolutely. So, you know, we are, the basic system is the shirt, the pant, and the head cover. So, um, and, and that is the, the three key pieces that you really have to have for just about anything. Um, you know, the gloves are really important for, for birds, uh, you know, waterfowl turkeys. Sure. Uh, they help with everything, but those three pieces are the essential ones. And the reason it is is because... The, the larger your um, the larger the muscle, the more electrical energy it creates. So the only big exception to that is the heart. The heart's a small muscle that creates a tremendous amount of electrical energy. So uh, the shirt, number one, most important, the shirt covering the torso, covering that that midsection mm-hmm. area. There's also a lot of big you know big muscle groups. The pants, um, you know, your legs are some of the biggest muscle groups in your body. So sure. you know, those ones are producing a, a major amount. And then your head, and the head is not that so much that it produces as much electrical energy. It does. It's it's significant. But, you know, when you're hunting, your head's got to be visible. Yeah. Has to be. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, 
So, and it's usually the one, the, one of the parts that's moving around the most. So, um, you know, covering those three is, uh, it's going to get you, you know, it's going to get you some really good results. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we always encourage everybody to cover as much as you can, but, uh, uh, those three pieces make up the basic hex system, and that's what we try to make everybody make sure everybody has. Um, you know, and it doesn't matter whether it's a, a base layer or a, or a mesh top or, or whatever, just so you're covered with the grid. Right, the right. Thing. I mean, you could make some match if you wanted to. But. Gotcha. Once again, go to hexllc.com. That's H E C S L L C.com. Put in the promo code Scott KLZ. It'll save you a few bucks on this. And uh, I'm telling you, it will get you closer, as is one of their taglines. And uh, go on and watch some of the videos. They have tons of great things on social media. And follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and you'll see some of the videos and different messages they have and where they're going to be. So, Mike, hopefully all these shows will get opened back up and uh, folks can get around and see you guys at some more shows. Yeah, we're hoping so. I know O'Gawson's got one uh, in two weeks down in Portland. And, you know, we're at that one. And then uh, – you know, we're, we're, whatever opens up that we can get into, we're going to try to make. So, uh, yeah, no, check us out. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're currently revising our YouTube page now, too. So okay. um, that one is a good one to subscribe to. And there's a lot of new videos that we're actually working on right now. So within the next week or two, you'll see a lot of brand-new stuff on the on the YouTube page. It's getting a, quite a facelift, too. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. Of course, obviously, our our Facebook and Instagram. Uh, it's got new stuff on all the time. So, yeah, sure. learn about it. Uh, all right, man. going to like it. Well, Mike, hey, I know you're busy, and, man, I appreciate your time. Glad you guys had a great show there, and uh, we'll look forward to our visit again, sir. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. All right. That is Mike Slinkard, president of Hex. Check them out, hexllc.com, H-E-C-S-L-L-C.com. Put in the promo code Scott, K-L-Z. You're listening to Sportsman Colorado. we got to take a short break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Hey, let me tell you about one of my favorite stores. It's the Outdoorsman's Attic, located at 2650 West Hamden. Hey, this is Scott Watley. Why is this one of my favorite stores, you may ask? Well, you never know what you're going to find. But I promise you this, you will find great deals and friendly service from this family-owned store. The Outdoorsman's Attic is a consignment store for hunting, fishing, and camping gear. Now look, you've been moving that gear around the garage for months now. Don't move it. Turn it into cash at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Located at 2650 West Hamden, tell them Scott sent you. That's the Outdoorsman's Attic. Hi, Jack Corgan for Len Lyle Chevrolet. Len Lyle Chevrolet is open and safe. It's truck month, and they have the best deals of the year on all trucks and SUVs, like up to 10000 off on half-ton Silverados. Or come check out the all-new Tahoes and Suburbans for 2021. Len Lyle has been there for 35 years, and low overhead really does mean low prices. Check them out on the web, lenlylechevy.com. Go east and pay the least. Chevy. Find new roads. This is Scott Watley for my friends at Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is proud to announce their new 10,000-square-foot facility is now open in Berthard, Colorado, located at 504 North 2nd Street. With this expansion, Phoenix Weaponry offers a new retail area and expanded gunsmithing in Duracote and Cerakote areas. Family-owned and operated, Phoenix Weaponry offers the finest in competition, hunting, and long-range precision firearms. Also, suppressors from 22 long rifle to 50 caliber for rifles, pistols, and shotguns. 
Phoenix Weaponry also offers gunsmithing services and restoration repairs from antique to modern firearms. Building your firearm dreams into reality. That's Phoenix Weaponry. Call them now, 720-340-2496, or visit them at phoenixweaponry.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. My name is Scott Watley. We appreciate you being with us. Just a reminder now, if you miss our live show on Saturdays from 1 to 2, you can catch us twice on Sundays, and that is from 8 to 9 a.m. and once again in the evening, 7 to 8 p.m. We're going to go to the phones now and talk to a new guest for us, Nick Charney, Apex Ammo. And Nick is one of the founders and owners there of Apex Ammo. So, Nick, thanks for being with us. Absolutely. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. All right. And also in studio, Sergio Alcazar from ALC Global Adventures and uh, Kevin Flesh, of course, our co-host here on Sportsman of Colorado. So, Kevin and Sergio, I guess I... How are you guys? We're doing great. Beautiful <laughs> day in Colorado. It is. It is. Great day to talk about ammo. Nick, number one question. Where is all the ammo? Oh. <laughs> uh, that, that seems to be the hottest question around today, doesn't My it? Where is Lord. all the ammo? Why can't you find none? Wow. So let's take that for a minute. And I'm not trying to get in political stuff, whatever. I just did this. Did you guys see anything like this coming, you know, a year ago, six months ago? Or when did you know that maybe some supplies were not going to be available and we were going to be in a, a crunch here for ammo? Uh, probably about eight to ten months ago. Um, you know, not really. It, it, I wouldn't say it's much more the political climate. Is It's more the um, it's more just the, the detriment that uh, COVID-19 has done to the global supply chain. And so oftentimes you kind of have suppliers who are reliant on other aspects that you will from other locations and other geographical locations across the globe that all it really takes is one hiccup in their supply chain to you know disrupt and, and generate a cascading effect if you will whether it be uh you know brass whether it be lead whether it be copper uh whether it just be a a, a small compound in the composition of gunpowder i mean you just hiccup one of those things and it just creates a cascading event or a domino effect that uh just tends to uh levy itself across the entire spectrum because a lot of those companies kind of rely on the same um, manufacturers or component producers um, from all across the globe. And so you're kind of seeing that amplified now where, you know, nobody has ammo. Well, Nick, I appreciate you being here. And uh, I'm part of your team of Apex. And thank you so much for uh, letting me part of a great team. Your product, it's unbelievable. And we'll let you talk a little bit more about it in, in here in a minute. I was introduced to your product about two years ago when I was uh, hunting with, with Mojo in Mexico for predators. And I've never seen anything like that. Your TSS shot is incredible. I mean, we were shooting coyotes at 75 yards with number four shot. It's impressive. Um, and I think right now I see a trend uh, from a year and a half ago to now people are talking more and more and more about TSS, but I still believe that there's a lot of people that don't understand exactly how it works and, and why it does what it does. So I'll let you talk a little bit about your amazing product. Sure. Um, so we specialize and in, in started uh, with um, using and bringing to the market as the first company to um, a shot uh, from an alloy called Tungsten Super Shot. So it's a U.S. Fish and Wildlife approved non-toxic alloy which is comprised of 96% uh, tungsten, 2% nickel, and 2% iron. So 
tungsten is one of the most densest uh, materials known to man. And so its true density comes in around 19.1, but because a, a pure tungsten form is typically in a powder base, um, you have to center it with a little bit of other alloys, some nickel and some iron, to actually form a, you know, a metal pellet from it. And so we use this uh, super dense alloy, um, kind of the same premise back in the day when, you know, most folks used to use number six lead for ducks, and now they use number four. We kind of just amplified that spectrum where you can uh, shrink the shot size, maintain the density, maintain the power, the energy, uh, and the weight behind it in order to uh, use smaller shot sizes so you can pack much more much more pellets in a payload than you would get from traditional less dense alloys like lead, steel, bismuth, and things like that. And so you can really saturate your target uh, with a better pattern without sacrificing any uh, downrange energy uh, in order to make sure that, you know, you're not crippling or wounding, uh, you know, animals and you can just increase your harvest rate without shooting as much. So, Nick, let's kind of go through your product line a little bit. I mean, we got, of course, all the way, I guess, from four tens uh to 10 gauge you know as far as being big uh do you do you have something in your product line for you know 410 28 gauge 12 16 20 all that absolutely we uh we make everything from 10 gauge to 410 and everything in between um mostly on our turkey side on our uh predator and big game side uh we typically stick to 12 gauge and uh dabble in a little bit of 20 um with waterfowl we're in 12 28 uh 20 and 410 um, and then Upland right now, we traditionally focus on, uh, again, uh, 12, 20, 28, and 410. Um, not many 10-gauge Upland hunters out there. No, yeah, no and doubt. What, what shot are you using for mainly your Upland birds? It depends on uh, what bird you're going after. You know, if you're really going after small birds like quail um, and, you know, typically maybe Hungarian partridge, which usually fold pretty easily, um, you can get away with the nines and use those more than effectively without um, – and the great thing about this stuff is it's not a – not a very malleable metal it doesn't deform very easily so you don't get a lot of the excessive damage that you would from using big lead pellets and so you're able to recoup more meat um but you know and actually save the bird should you choose to you know utilize the meat and then also get it um you know uh mounted if you will um for your bigger birds like uh you know big grouse and pheasants um typically a lot of folks either use the seven and a halves or eight um you know those big late season hardy roosters uh tend to you know really have a a good set of feathers on them and so we just kind of recommend around the eights or the seven and a halves for that uh while the nines can still do it those eights are just um you know kind of a surefire thing if you will gotcha so nick i've seen um tungsten being used in the fishing world a lot for jigs and that sort of thing and and the reason that they're using it there is they're you know you can use a smaller jig and have a faster fall rate in regards to uh, the water column um what are you seeing uh, with regards to the tungsten and its performance in each of these gauges in comparison to, let's say, lead for upland? Because um, it sounds like you're able to use a smaller piece of the tungsten in the way of the BB size and get a more dramatic impact, uh, you know, out in, in distance. Absolutely. Your comment about baits are great just because, you know, you're reducing your amount of lead and, you know, being able to lose a lead, uh, you know, sinker or a jig or some type of that notion and then the great thing about that tungsten is it's so dense that you can feel the bottom you know you can actually feel what structure you're fishing over right. um you know versus lead that makes it difficult and what what tss is really allowed to do in the shot shell arena is really revolutionize the sub gauges um you know we still have a predominant amount of our folks that like to use 12 gauge with it uh just simply because nothing else puts a pattern up like it uh, but you're really able to increase your payloads 
um, and things like 20 gauge where we offer an ounce and five eighths turkey load uh, that's our most popular seller. Um, we have an ounce and three eighths load in the 20 gauge, which is, or sorry, 28 gauge, which is, you know, unheard of. Yeah, that's... And then we offer a seven eighths ounce in the 410, which is, again, unheard of because of these small pellets and they're so dense, you can actually compact um, a lot more shot and more payload. Uh, into the shell, which allows you to put more pellets on target at a you know a little bit of extended distance, um, and it's really revolutionized the sub gauges for youth, elderly, disabled, you know, or anybody trying to introduce their significant other into the outdoors. You're really able to not hinder them or give them a crutch of you know 35 yards and in with these sub gauges, which have been known to be with lead. This year, for the this last past season, for the first time, I actually started using uh, the, your turkey loads and. Before I used to use basically lead, number four shot, number five. I started using on your recommendation, uh, number nines, and it was incredible. Uh, I was able to shoot uh, a turkey in Florida about 60 yards away, um, in Kansas almost 70 yards and 55 yards. And something that I tell people is that these are ethical clean shots with tungsten, as you said, you have enough power in that shot that even if you are taking longer shots, these are ethical, clean shots, and that's one of the, one of the things that I love about uh, TSS. What's your opinion on that? You know, while it certainly does extend your range, it certainly that's kind of the elephant in the room is, you know, what is an ethical distance? Um, so we kind of tend to speak to the science and the capability of what it can do. Um, so what we typically do is we model, we use uh, kind of the same ballistics gel that you would say like the FBI would use to model body and tissue damage. In a, uh, a number nine TSS pellet at 40 yards, will actually out-penetrate, further penetrate, than a number four lead equivalent. And so uh, what you're able to do is be able to maintain that energy and that velocity downrange. And um, at 70 yards, a number nine TSS pellet will actually penetrate an inch and a half in ballistic shell. And at 40 yards, you're achieving about four inches of penetration in ballistic shell. So the actual science behind it um, is is there, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult to refute because, you know, there was a lot of marketing gimmicks out there trying to portray something that it isn't. Um, the science 100% is behind it, and you're able to keep more pellets with uh, more velocity and more energy downrange at, uh, at further distances. Wow. That sounds awesome. Yeah, for sure. And, of course, the patterns are incredible. I mean, it patterns very, very well. Uh, of course, I always recommend people to, you know, pattern their guns ahead of time. Uh, my favorite, of course, is to use the mojo chokes, but there's a variety of chokes out there that people can use. But always encourage people to pattern their guns first before they go in the field. But with TSS, I mean, they can definitely achieve some uh, results that they haven't seen before with lead. Absolutely. Um, you know, just due to the amount of pellets and their energy, um, you know, typically what you want for a good hunting pattern, you're kind of a max effective range. And we usually use this a lot with 410s just because a lot of uh, customers will try to use maybe an older 410 that was never built for a screw-in choke. So they typically either have like a fixed full choke or a fixed modified. Is If you can achieve uh, 100 pellets or 100 hits inside a 10-inch circle um, at, at X distance, so usually with a 410 with an aftermarket choke, uh, many customers are reaching 50-yard turkey guns with these things these days. But typically what we try to explain to folks that have, say, a um, a late 80s, you know, 410 with a fixed uh, full choke is kind of to shoot your gun. And when you feel like you can achieve um, 100 pellets in a 10-inch circle at X distance, that's really a consistent uh, killing pattern, if is what we would say. Right. 
Nick Chorney is our guest. He's with Apex Ammo. And um, Sergio Alcazar is with us from ALC Global Adventures. Kevin Flesh, of course, co-host here on Sportsman of Colorado, also in studio with us. So when you guys talk about all the design and testing and all, before you introduce a new product, about how long from the time you guys sit in a room and draw it up and think it up to the time all the testing is out till you introduce it, how long is that period of time normally? Uh, usually it spans anywhere between 6 and 12 months. Um, just to do our due diligence to make sure everything um, is, you know, essentially up to key, up to par. Uh, so what we try to do, you know, it could be as short as six months if we're simply just exchanging shot sizes or modifying a payload, if you will. Uh, but if it's typically a brand-new designed round, usually we try to get a minimum of a year under our belt from uh, kind of idea to, you know, conception, if you will, to market. Just for the simple fact is you want to make sure that uh, you're doing all your due diligence on the back end and, and trying to uncover as many variables as, that are unknown, um, you know, whether they work with certain guns, what they work with certain chokes, um, how does the pattern look, how can you improve it. Um, you, so you kind of want to really peel back everything that you possibly can and, and have as many variables answered or addressed um, as possible just because there's so many customers out there. There's There's infinite possibilities of chokes and guns and, um, you know, you want to just make sure that it fits to, you know, all guns. It's safe. Most importantly, there's, uh, you know, no issues with temperature, um, you know, climate conditions, if you will. Uh, you really want to be able just to, to cover every aspect you possibly can uh, that, it, that a hunter would experience out in the outdoors. Right. Re- relating to the tungsten shot, we, you talked a little bit about the patterning and things like that. What about um, the use? Can you use these shells in any of the... Are there any limitations with any of the shotguns out there in, in using tungsten? Uh, yes, there is. Um, typically, you want to traditionally use uh, any gun that is kind of proofed for modern steel. So typically what we advise is, you know, of course, don't use it in any type of Damascus steel, which is very brittle. Right. Um, and, don't, and don't also use it in um, a lot of, if you do want to choose to use it in an older gun. So really the gun industry started introducing uh, low-carbon, high-tensile-strength steel uh, kind of in the late 30s, early 40s, but that was well before anything other than lead was used. And so these guns were never, quote-unquote, deemed safe for steel because we had never thought about that at the time. Everybody just assumed lead was going to be it. And so what we typically recommend is if you have an older gun, sometime from the mid-60s or earlier, just as a safety precaution, you know, consult your local gunsmith. Make sure that if it can stand uh, withstand modern current SAMI pressures, um, and it's hard enough steel to be able to use for, um, you know, steel-type shot uh, that, you know, it's safe to use, but each and everybody's gun is different. So typically these are – this was designed and made for um, current, you know, modern high-tensile-strength, low-carbon steel uh, barrels that are kind of tapered where they're, you know, pretty thick in the back, and as they, you know, go out, they start to taper out where a lot of the chamber pressure um, occurs. And so really if you're using something from the, uh, you know, 80s and beyond – uh, you're 99% safe. You know, there's always that one-off. But uh, if you, if we have had customers use the old Browning A5, some Winchester Model 37s, um, you know, and things of that nature, and, and, and they've done it with great success, we just advise them to just consult with their local gunsmith to make sure that their gun is safe. Uh, some of those older guns may have not been taken care of as well, um, and we just want to make sure that safety is the, the top priority. Sure. So, Nick, what's your best guess? Um, and not trying to hold you to anything, but when do you think we'll start seeing some uh, your ammo back on the shelves? You know, we build every day, Monday through Friday, and some and in some cases we build six days a week. Um, 
you know, we have a team and all of our stuff is hand built. We don't have, uh, you know, any type of magical machine that just spits them out a thousand a minute, if you will, a lot like these bigger established companies. Uh, where we really shine and make our make our products better is they're hand built using um, components that are hard and difficult to go through a machine, but it often yields a result that is unmatched against any other competitor. Right. And so uh, we work and we build every day. Uh, every day on our online website, we post at 5 o'clock uh, Central Time our current inventory that's 100% accurate, uh, and the guys are shipping um, every day, day in and day out, as long as the UPS truck can make it to the, uh, make it to the shop. And so uh, we're working frantically to get caught up. We build year-round um, and, you know, oftentimes build early in the year, uh, late summer, early fall, starting for turkey production, when a lot of your bigger retailers kind of tend to come in and make their high-end high purchases. Sure. Um, and then we try to typically, during season, and slightly before, focus on the direct-to-consumer aspect, uh, who typically wait about 30 to 90 days prior to season to make their purchase. But uh, we're building year-round absolutely as fast as we can. We just refuse to sacrifice, you know, quantity for or sorry, quality for quantity. No, absolutely. And uh, so, can, can we go to your website, apexmunition.com, and order direct there, or just from stores, really? You can do both. Um, you can order through, uh, our, we have a list of our online retailers, and some of them do. Uh, we do like to service a lot of small businesses because that's what we are, and we like to make sure that they're taken care of. Absolutely. Uh, but there's a lot of stores such as Rogers, Max, um, that you can order direct from, Presley's Outdoors, Whitaker's Guns in Kentucky. A lot of these people sell online as well, but you can also order direct from our website at any time throughout the year at apexmunition.com. Um, you know, certain, of course, barring certain state uh, shipping laws such as California, New York, Illinois, you know, there might be some, you have to ship to federal firearms license holders or people that hold their, you know, in Illinois, their FOID card or their CCL. Gotcha. Uh, so barring some of those state restrictions, you know, we, we do ship direct to your door. Okay. Well, Sergio has talked me into changing to Apex ammo, <laughs> so I'll, I'll have to get some of your Upland uh, ammo there, and for turkey here. I think my turkey hunt's April 20th, so Kevin and I, we're going together, so we will see. We will certainly uh, be loaded up with Apex ammo for this, so we appreciate it. You will never go back. As <laughs> you try it. Yeah. Well, Nick, hey, bud, we appreciate your time. We will do this again. And, uh, you know, anytime there's something new coming out with you guys or whatever, uh, get in touch with us. And uh, you are always welcome here on Sportsman of Colorado Radio. Thank you. It was my pleasure to be here. And thank you, gentlemen, for the time today. And I enjoyed it dearly. All right. We did as well. Sergio, thanks for setting that up, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you so much, Nick, for your time. And uh, we'll do it again. And. Looking forward to try that ammo that is just coming my way. Absolutely. All right. Kevin, thanks, sir. You bet. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. We want to thank you and all of our guests for being with us today. Hope everyone has a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week with more of Sportsman of Colorado Radio. expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.